I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Hey, chickens. Uh, we are very distracted here um, by the fact that the doctor has no pants on. Um, <laughs> I just got a message from Troy uh, who said, yeah, I want to watch it again. Um, loved Neil Patrick Harris so much. Uh, Shooty was great, but the no pants was distracting. <laughs> Thank you, Troy. Um, <laughs> it it was a lot. Uh, and watching the the behind the scenes, the one handed cartwheel. Um, like I know he's fit, but woo. Um, I mean, I guess that's you know, if you want to be a big time actor these days, it's like if you want to be a lead, you've got to be potentially a Marvel hero, so you've got to do a lot of working out. Like Will Poulter, who used to be like, you know, the dweeby little thing that was in, um, uh, oh, you know, he's in a bunch of stuff. Um, he was in that, was it the Bandersnatch? Is that what it was called? Remember the interactive episode of Black Mirror that was on Netflix? Anyway, he was in that. He's quite a dork. And then now he's like totally fit. Um, like he's giant and muscular and it's it's. It's quite the the change. Um, he was in an episode of The Bear recently as well, and just delightful. Everyone in The Bear was delightful. Like for a show that was like really stressful in the th- in the first series, in the second series is like, oh, that's nice, that's nice. I mean, there were a couple of very stressful episodes, but mostly it was fun. Um, anyway, that's uh, here we are in the theory podcast in tangent world, uh, the theoryverse where uh, all the universes have some sort of <laughs> tangent that joins in. Anyway. Shoot his one-handed cartwheel. Woo! Uh, but I guess, you know, now he's it's going to be on the same app as Marvel and Star Wars uh, and Frozen. Uh, so, like, you know, I mean, who hasn't thought, I want to marry the reindeer guy from Frozen? Um, like, I've been playing that 
stupid Disney Dreamlight Valley game. And uh, that was one of the things I was like, how do I get into a relationship with him? He seems so nice. Um, Jonathan Groff, who plays the reindeer guy. Um, I can't even remember his name because I want to say Sven, but I think that's the name of the the actual reindeer. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm not, you know, I don't remember the names of people in Frozen. I just sing the songs. Um, but Jonathan Groff, who plays that character, uh, is going to be in Doctor Who, um, opposite Shudy Gatwa, uh, which is exciting. And I don't know if you've seen, there is a, it's probably floating around online. It was in the, Doctor Who Unleashed um, special, uh, a scene from the forthcoming uh, Christmas special, uh, which features a little bit of the Goblin song uh, and the big monstery Goblin King thing. Uh, it's probably on YouTube briefly before someone deletes it. Um, <laughs> like the, I think the whole of the giggle is on YouTube. Speaking of the giggle, um, another thing during the making of was... Uh, David Dennett mentioning that people are going to be terrified of those puppets. I mean, the puppets that attack Catherine Tate are not okay. <laughs> that is quite spooky. I think the the worst thing about this episode is um, I felt like the biggest casualty was Donna. Because uh, so much is happening, so much is going on that she doesn't, you know, get to do as much as she has in the last couple of episodes. Which... You know, it's still a decent amount of Donna, and I love Donna. Uh, but when you've got Mel, and you've got Kate Stewart, and you've got Shirley, um, and you've got, you know, Neil Patrick Harris just cutting up a rug as the toy maker, like having the best fun and being spectacular, um, it's kind of hard to fit in you know, some decent stuff. Like, it, there was there were some cute moments. Um, but it just wasn't enough. Like, the ending was, I, I thought, was spectacular. Uh, and I did love having Sylvia there. <laughs> Being finally accepting of the Doctor. Um, and also the implication that the Doctor just keeps taking people on trips. Like, I mean, is this, is this Russell T. Davis just going, here you go, big finish. <laughs> Here is an entire world of David Tennant spin-offs for you to have. Uh, so the Doctor takes Sylvia to history, um, nearly gets her beheaded in the <laughs> French Revolution. I don't know why that came into my head. Um, the Doctor takes Sean somewhere fun. Maybe maybe Sean can go to the 66 World Cup, um, which, you know, the Doctor went to in <laughs> Liberation of the Daleks. Speaking of Liberation of the Daleks, the uh, comic strip that comes in between uh, The Power of the Doctor, Jodie Whittaker's last episode, and The Star Beast. Um, well, in between. Technically, it goes in between The Power of the Doctor and... Is it Destination Scar? Is that what they're calling the uh, Children in Need episode? Because, like... The Doctor says something about, oh, God, I had to accidentally end up on Scarrow again. And he does. Um, but uh, in that comic, uh, I had a theory. Um, <laughs> you know, they come to me often. Theories just appear unbidden. Uh, anyway, because there had been a mention, I think, in the Adam Richard Has a Theory Facebook group about how the 14th Doctor had just not really, you know, seemed like he was going through any kind of regeneration issues the way you know 
when when David Tennant first took over the role, he spent the, almost the entire episode in bed. Um, but uh, so my theory was um, uh, that because this is a body he's been in before, because he's kind of you know, it it doesn't need that whole adjustment period because it's not so much uh, a complete overhaul as sort of like a, a regression to a past state, if that makes sense. Um, which <laughs> Jordan said, I really like that theory. <laughs> the old shoe theory of the doctor's body. <laughs> the doctor's bodies are like shoes. You only have to wear them in once. And maybe that's what causes the erratic behavior with each new body is that their mind has to wear it in and get used to it. But this doctor's just wearing an old shoe and it already fits and he's comfy, so he just hit the ground running. Um, you know, and, you know, shoes get worn out. Uh, they get holes in them and you're like, I really love these shoes. I'm going to, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to <laughs> get rid of these shoes. But they're, they're just, my, my toes are coming out and the rain's getting in. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and also, like, you know, when you get a new pair of shoes and it is a nightmare, it's like, I can't walk in these shoes. Same with glasses. I just had to get a new pair of glasses um, and I'm dreading getting them. Uh, like, I've gone to an old pair, so I'm everything's a little bit blurry. Uh and I'm just kind of terrified of the new glasses because I know there's like about two weeks where I constantly feel like I'm going to fall over. And, you know, we're heading into January. Uh, it's nearly the anniversary of me falling over on my birthday. How is my birthday now a celebration of wrecking my knee? <laughs> so, yeah, and I still can't walk properly. It's been a year. Um, so, yeah, I'm terrified of falling over. So, this must be what the doctor feels like. Like, you know, it, it, it'd be like having new glasses, new shoes all at once. Uh, you would just be completely discombobulated. Um, and I'm wondering if the bi-generation... Uh, why <laughs> is it called that? It's hilarious. Like It's like bifurcated generation or just a, two, a two-person generation. Bi-generation just sounds so hilariously silly. I love it. Um, but, you know, maybe the, the result of that is that, you know... So, because so much of the old Doctor has gone into um, the 14th Doctor, the 15th Doctor is kind of unburdened by that, you know, whole shake-up of all of the cells reorganising. It's like all the new bits that were going to happen are just there uh, all at once. And he doesn't need to have... Uh, you know, a whole period of reorganizing and restructuring and kind of settling down, like that whole re- regeneration thing doesn't need to happen because it's only the new bits. Like the old bits are kind of gone off into the old doctor. I don't know. It's a theory because uh, looking at the trailer, I don't think there's going to be much sitting around <laughs> and uh, needing cups of tea. But then also maybe because it's not a hugely traumatic um Regeneration, like the Christopher Eccleston into David Tennant regeneration, was, you know, berserk. Uh, like it was a big regeneration because he absorbed the whole time vortex from Rose. So who knows? Anyway, uh, I have a massive backlog of your thoughts, your theories, your opinions on all three of these specials. We will continue that uh, here in the eight hundreds. <laughs> 
<laughs> Adam Richard has a theory. Jump on uh, patreon.com forward slash Adam Richard or join me online at Facebook in the group uh, Adam Richard has a theory and we will uh, hash out how we feel about all of this newness. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.